We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Heidi was mentioning motioning to me. Put your headphones on. It's time for you to go on. Well, we're gonna. I got them on. I'm ready to go. I'm re- definitely ready to go. More people have cast your votes now in early voting than they did in 2018. Just so you'll know. All right. Big turnout thus far. I think tomorrow is going to be huge. If you're going to vote tomorrow, you haven't voted yet. Get there early. Yeah, it might be a mess. Uh, because but. if you don't, you may be standing in line for a while. Uh, they're warning us in uh, states like Pennsylvania, cheaters, uh, <laughs> Nevada, bigger cheaters, uh, Arizona, and Georgia, uh, may that you may not even know who won until Saturday. Oh, wow. What's, See, that's ridiculous. What, what are they? Are they using four-year-olds to count the votes? I have no idea what they're doing. I have no... Or are they going to hire... Maybe, the, maybe they're going to hire the prison population to count the votes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the gig is. Uh, it doesn't take that long, uh, or shouldn't take that long, with technology that we have today. Uh, they say that all the votes uh, for uh, Arkansas should be uh, turned in within... Well, all... Let's put it this way. They said all of the uh, absentee ballots within 40 minutes. Mm. Yeah, they're kind of already okay, set yeah. up. And- all right, so that will be part of it. Then they said that the rest of the votes should be done by no later than 10 o'clock. And I, uh, here's my prediction. At polls close is at 7.30, all right? At 7.30 and 6 seconds, <laughs> Bozeman will be counted as winner in the Senate race. In uh, 7.30 and 12 seconds, Sarah will be winner. She'll be the next governor of Arkansas. At 14, Tim Griffin. Only because so many votes are going to be cast for Tim Griffin. I think, I who did I have on? It was uh, Roby Brock mm. made the statement uh, last week. He thinks more uh, that uh, that Tim Griffin will be the number one vote getter on the get Republican ticket. Than than yeah, more than even Sarah, maybe. It's probably true. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Does he, does he even have a serious re- no Democrat? Camp? No. Uh, who is the Democrat? No. In the, in the uh, as far as I know, um, the the Republican was Jones, right? Uh, the guy that's running for governor, mm-hmm. his brother. Okay, that was running uh, for Republican. Nominee, I don't know who it is uh, over who the attorney general. Yeah, yep. the attorney general. I do know the auditor. I don't know if she'll be out of jail yet. 
she's she's <laughs> she's in jail right now. Is she for, still in jail? You I think? think terroristic threatening. Oh wow! So you know, yeah, I think I heard. I that don't know if she's there or not now. She got she got arrested, I guess. Yeah, she did. Somehow. They came that's, and got her. That's funny. They came and got her. So uh, well, I guess it's not funny, but yeah, it's still, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, and you voted for him. Why? Yeah, well, you should have known that she was she was bad news. Do you remember back back in um, I don't know what, what year it was. It was it may have been the last time that Tim Griffin ran for Congress. His opponent, I think, it was Herb Rule. Oh I yeah, think he got picked up for drunk driving during the race. Yeah, yeah. But the the guy still got like forty five percent of the vote, even after he got getting picked up for drunk driving during the race. It's, it's one thing insane. to get picked up for drunk driving. Another thing get arrested <laughs> arrested for a terrorist terroristic threatening. threatening yeah yeah that's not good that, that's well and, and and they and they had an outstanding warrant on her for a little bit of time oh wow and then they finally went and got well, her and, at her house well and being being a woman and getting picked up for terroristic threatening i think you have to work out a little bit harder to be a woman uh, she and get, uh, and get, she had it what wow. can i tell you and then uh, channel seven hey i'm glad you guys woke up that you're saying that uh you know, uh, Mayor Scott may be uh, having problems at the polls because of the crime problem. Do you think? No kidding. They actually said that. Yeah, mm. I was I was really surprised because, you know, seven on Frank's side. What can I tell you? <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's uh, interesting that that, uh, that happened uh, as well. The chickens are coming home to roost now. I mean, they really are. I, I think that's one of those things that, that a lot of the Democrat policies <laughs> – just kind of promote irresponsibility among people because when you do everything for someone they stop being responsible for their own actions and then they just stop being responsible in general i think and that's and that's i think that's what's happening in some of these big cities like little rock and chicago and detroit and did you hear what happened over over chicago this weekend what's that 35 shootings oh wow five people dead wow uh, two, trying, two or three of them were teenagers. Are they trying to compete with Little Rock, huh? No. Well, as far as uh, uh, murders per, per person, uh, Little Rock is leading. Oh. We're leading. We're not. What is uh, the number up to now? Uh, let's see. They had one over the weekend, so that would make it 72. 72. Oh. And, and that puts them two over 1993, which... Uh, or three seventy was the record. That was back in ninety three. Now uh, we're up to uh, to seventy three, and we've just scratched the surface of oh, November. Yeah, we, yeah, we've got two months left. Yes, yeah, we yeah. still got quite a ways to go. And I like, you know, here's what I think is interesting: is that they they sit there and they they talk about who's committing the murders as though that mean, makes any difference. It makes no difference to me. If it's a gang member or just somebody doesn't like somebody. Just a random. Somebody is dead. It's still murder, right. You still still have murderers and you still have dead people. Yeah, but it's not a gang member doing it. That's what they're saying. Uh, The reason that this is happening is not because of gang members. It's uh, it's because of, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, family crime and people not liking each other. So that's why we've got more social workers on the street now. It ain't working, Mayor. It's not working. And and the reality is, is that that. A lot of times it is social-type problems, but a lot of times social government solutions. It's always a social problem. Sure. Gangs are a social. Sure. What the crap? I mean, yeah. this is ridiculous. Right. You're right. I think the gangs are a social problem in many cases because you've got families that are in shambles and they don't have – they don't have a, 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 a people don't have a, um, 
a functional um, family that helped them work through their problems. And so I thought they, I heard that the, there was a little five-year-old girl shot over the weekend. Is that is that true? I hadn't. I'm, I'm going to have to search that out and see if that uh, is is the news, because then that tells you not only are adults not safe. The kids aren't safe, and they haven't been for some time. I remember Benny Johnson uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show uh, talking about uh, Stop the Violence, his group. And we have Benny on from time to time. We're going to have to have him on again. It just gotta, it's just got to happen. Uh, and, and Benny, that was on the one of the last times that he was on. I don't think it was the last, but close to the end. Uh, we were talking about a little girl that was shot in the house. Through the walls of the house while she was in bed. Like a drive-by. While she was in bed, all right? I mean, it's pretty bad when you're not even safe, when you're just trying to sleep Mm -hmm. and you get shot. It's it's ridiculous. I see a... Here's a headline. Little Rock Police confirmed 12-year-old girl shot Friday night. Oh, 12-year-old. Okay, I'm sorry. Was she killed Um, or just wounded? This says shot. Let me okay, see. Okay, just um, shot. It injured, I think it was injured. But. Okay. But she was shot. But still. She'll, yeah. have to, she'll have to live that with that for the rest of her life. Sure. Yeah. No, that's, and it's that's just... Gotta the, be, that's got to be unbelievably traumatic for a 12-year-old. Unbelievably traumatic. And yet there's plenty of you that are going to go out and vote for this guy who's your mayor right now. Don't worry. He's got plenty of social workers on the street. Keep you safe. Quarter after six. Let's get our break, our first break in. High-grade counsel in there. Yeah, yeah. R.D. Hopper will be here in just a moment. Paul Calvert is here. Coming up at 635, Ken Cuccinelli is going to be on, former AG of Virginia. He'll join us. He wants to talk about election integrity. Um, I think we're doing pretty good. In fact, uh, uh, Hans von Strakowski from the Heritage Foundation said that Arkansas is rated sixth in the nation for having an election. They're doing very, very well. Good job, John. Good job. So anyway, Ken Cuccinelli will be on. We're going to talk about all of that. I want to talk to him about how, you know, I didn't know this, that everybody in California, just about everybody in California votes by uh, a, oh, Absentee. by a mail. Mail. Oh, yeah, wow. votes by mail. Unbelievable. You want to have, you want to have all kinds of cheating? Vote by mail. That, that just happens oh, I'm sure all the they time. check all the votes to make sure. Oh, sure they do. Absolutely they do. All right, Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about our friends at East End Towing. They're ready to help you out. They, they just bought this new tow truck uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, this thing is like the Titanic of, uh, of tow trucks. It's huge. So they can get 18-wheelers and whatnot off the side of the road. So if, you, if you're an 18, if you're a truck driver, you need a tow, these are the guys that call. If you drive, uh, I, I know that Winnebago isn't the, the big name anymore, but the bottom line, if you're out there driving one of those, uh, um, you know, A-model campers out there that you're dragging your car behind mm-hmm. you and everything, uh, you need to use East End Towing here locally. They can come up and uh, hook you up and take you wherever you need to go to get your uh, your. Uh, uh, camper fixed. If you got a regular camper, you're driving, you know, a fifth wheel or whatever, they can handle that. 
They can handle your your trailer that's got your boat on it. They can handle you. They can handle it all. That is East End Towing. No matter the situation, it's East End Towing. 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-4989. Remember those last four numbers, 8849. First three are easy to remember, 888. All right, it's Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back in just a moment. All right, now we told you this several weeks ago. Heidi, you remember this. I was at uh, Hold Your Feet to the Fire. We had Senator Tom Cotton. He was one of our last guests that were on while we were there. And I asked him if he was going to run for president. You remember that, Heidi? I asked him if he'd run for, is he going to run for president. He said no. He wasn't going to do it. But it is a big story this morning. It wasn't a big story then. <laughs> it's a big story now. Uh, Political now is reporting that Tom Cotton is telling his people that he won't run for president in 2024 after all. He told them he's been telling them this is not breaking news. All right. Um, He falls back on the old family ruse. See, this is when, you know, political is not a conservative publication or even a middle of the road publication. They call it a ruse. In other words, he's lying about why he's saying he's not going to run. A campaign would take him away from his young kids. We've heard that excuse before. I think a couple of factors are also likely contributing. This is uh, uh, from Max Brantley, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and politicals, to make, people made the thing. I mean, Max has to make an aside about Tom. He, he does not like Tom Cotton. Looks like Donald Trump will run again. Cotton can't very well oppose someone he's uh, supported so slavishly, though he reportedly claims that wouldn't deter him. More plausible, all the people in New Hampshire and Iowa Cotton has been courting, taking valuable time away from his family, may not have been uh, charmed by the charisma challenge senator <laughs> who claims to be from Arkansas. There are apparently enough idle billions lying around in the hands of warped people to provide plenty of money even for a Tom Cotton. His Senate campaign treasury testifies to that, but money alone doesn't win a political race. He'll be running for re-election again. More is the pity for Arkansas. Yeah, that means, Max, that your party, doesn't matter who they run, they're going to get their ass kicked, all right? But that's basically what's going to happen. Well, yeah, they don't, I think at this point, Democrats don't have much of a chance unless the Republican gets arrested well during the, during the primary. Now, you got, I got to tell you, Max, you got, you got a few years to try to gin somebody up and to, you know, clean them up real good. And like Biden said about Obama, <laughs> he speaks really he's, good. And he's dre- he's and an articulate dre- black man. And an, an articulate black man. Yeah, you can get that. Maybe you should run Scott. Mayor Scott. Yeah, run Mayor Scott. For Senate. Or maybe it'll be, um, what's her name, Um, that's out of it now. She can't rerun. Um, Um, Come on, you know it. I'm um, depending on you right now. I'm sorry. We're both we I'm both draw the pre- putting putting the blank. pressure putting Joyce the pressure. Elliott. Joyce Elliott. I'm putting the pressure yeah. on you. Yeah, we both yeah. knew who you were talking about. Yeah, Joyce Elliott. <laughs> Maybe she'll run. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Well, she, she's run for Senate before. Yeah. For US Senate before, hasn't she? No, she ran for Congress. She ran for Congress. She okay. ran against French. And remember okay. it was a one point. She was ahead one point at one time. She lost by ten. 
All right. Everybody thought it was going to be a really, 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 really close race, and it wasn't. It wasn't close. It was. I told everybody it wasn't going to be close, yeah. and they didn't believe me. But anyway, look for. Uh, did she, Did she get termed out? Yes, she did. She's okay. done. She won't. After January, uh, I won't be able to have her on my show. I like. <laughs> I like to have her on my show because she'll sit and tell us exactly what the Democrats are thinking about doing. She yeah, don't. She, she don't not, hold back. Yeah, she's not terribly afraid, and she's not. She's not a terribly unreasonable person. Uh, if you don't, oh, yeah. if, you, if, if you, don't, you don't count her vote, yeah. If you, if you don't, if you don't count the fact <laughs> she wants to kill children and or unborn children, sorry, she wants on. people to be, be allowed to kill unborn children and and a few of her other. Um, Absolutely off-the-wall crazy ideas. I very seldom post on Twitter, Mm -hmm. but I had to yesterday. There was some guy that I don't know who the guy is. He's on Twitter. It might not even be a real person for all Mm -hmm. I know. It could be Kathy Griffin. (laughs) She could be pretending she's somebody else already. (laughs) But anyway, she uh, she went on uh, or he this guy went on thing and he he made this is a statement he said. A, an abortion doesn't kill a person. It kills a group of cells that in reality is no different than cancer. Hmm. Now, I want you to think for a moment, okay? you got to think now. So, th- so this guy's admitting that when he started off, he was just cancer. Can't, here we go. <laughs> All right. This is a guy who said that a group of cells that forms a human being is no different than cancer in your body, except that it does become a human being and uh, get, it gets born and goes on to live a, a, you know, a, an adult life. I just, these people amaze me. I mean, I'm, I thought I'd heard the craziest stuff when I was hearing women standing up and saying, I'm glad I had an abortion. You know, they're out there being proud of it, you know. And here's a guy who says, well, you don't have to worry about it. Don't feel bad about it because that group of cells is no different than cancer. Is that, is that it how it looks different than cancer? After yeah, turn your mic on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, so it looks different than cancer after the abortion. It looks a whole lot like a baby. Yeah, it does. It looks exactly <laughs> like a baby. Unbelievable. It just... I'm sorry. Did you see the left went crazy about uh, it was some one of the uh, uh, abortion clinics uh, posted a video of a woman going through an abortion. And while they're doing the abortion, here's the overriding thing that you hear. Something that sounds like a vacuum cleaner in the background. You know, just sucking it out. They're using a thing that's just like a vacuum cleaner. Wow. And they thought that was going to help their cause. I guess. Oh, wow. You know, they're they're scraping the uterus and sucking out the, the cancer. You know, who would have thought, though, that we'd be living in a time when Roe versus Wade was, was turned over and, and it was given back to the states? I mean... We are so blessed. I don't know if this is the final divide that that we've been looking for. Do you think that that decision is something that's going to continue to to divide the states? I think so. In fact, I know so. It's a pretty people. People are so are so sick in their heads. I mean, look, if somebody is going to call an unborn baby cancer, cancer, there is something wrong with them. That is, there is something wrong with you. 
You know, you're, the, you're dangerous. It's pretty messed up. Yep. You know, the lies that they're telling during this election, you know, that's about as crazy as saying, well, if the Republicans get elected, they're going to start putting, build prisons and start putting people in jail like in China. If, if you don't agree with them, they'll start putting you in jail. You know, it just looks to me like that the, the way, way wacko left is if they gravitate to states that approve of what they do. Here's what I always have said, though, uh, and I, I, you've heard me say this, Artie. The people who are way, 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 way left and the people who are way, 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 way right, I mean really, really right, meet at the same place, and it's called totalitarianism. That's where they. That's where they meet. Government being the because, master. Hey, who who's that? The nut job that used to be have the radio show. He just lost a gazillion dollars because he kept uh, saying that Sandy Hook was all made up. I can't think of his name. Anyway, you who who pay yeah. attention, prison Alex planet. Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones. Hey, he's one of those that said they FEMA was building all those camps. Do you remember that? No, I, I, was, I didn't listen to him. And he's no, from he, the right. Okay, he's from the right. They're both crazy. He's, he's kind of a tabloid guy, I guess. No, he's worse than he's worse than tabloid. No, he's worse than tabloid. <laughs> I mean, I, I, he really is. I, I went to see him at the New Media Seminar because I wanted to see how he built his his brand on the Internet. Yeah. And he first the first thing he said when he stood up front was, They're coming to get you! That was his first. And I got up and walked out. I don't want to hear that crap. All right, let's take a break. we got news coming your way. R.D. has walked in, so we'll see what he has to say when we come back. All right, back with you. Uh, we'll get Ken Cuccinelli on here in, in just a, a few moments. Uh, we're contacting him now, and he'll join us. You'll remember Ken Cuccinelli, uh, the uh, AG from Virginia, fought hard for the Republican Party, uh, went on to be in uh, government. What was the government? office homeland security deputy secretary of homeland security okay so he was there we i bet you we we can ha- ask him a question about the border and he'd have some thoughts mm-hmm. about it so we'll talk to him about uh, election integrity go ahead he was also a director of u.s citizenship and immigration services yeah how about that's that that's an huh? interesting yeah job. that guy he's uh, he was very 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 um well he was working hard and still has worked hard uh, for the Republican Party. So I see Ken's on the line with us, so we can get him uh, here going here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Ken Cuccinelli, how are you doing, sir? Better than America. Yeah. You are. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing a great job. What uh, You've been doing a lot of different stuff about uh, uh, elections here lately you've been talking about election integrity but i want to talk to you about one other thing too you did a lot about the border a few years back as you look at it it. do you are you still doing it well i work with a think tank called center for renewing america we uh we put together the invasion theory that carrie lake has been campaigning on and uh, with her about to win, I think you're going to finally see a state actually repel the invasion of its southern border. And uh, for the first time in our lifetimes, this used to go on regularly in the 1800s into the 1900s, but without controversy, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, 
God forbid anybody other than the federal government do anything anymore. Well, a lot of people don't even know the history of this country because now we don't even teach it in our school system. Bottom line is, uh, you know, President uh, Eisenhower used to go and round them up all the time down there and send them down to Veracruz by ship. Yes, yeah, and (laughs) some of the names he used for some of those programs were... uh, <laughs> Not politically correct. No, no. I'll, t- I'll, I'll be. I'll. I'll say it. He had one that was called Operation Wetback. Mm-hmm. All right, that's one of them that he had. They got. They sent them all. They sent them all back. That's yeah, what they it was did. Very successful. Yes, uh, it was. Right. It was very successful. Okay. I mean, all it took was commitment and effort. Now I think and we've got we've got the people that do the commitment. We got Abbott and got Ducey, and we got and Lake is going to get elected governor now. Uh, you got people who really want to get take this take care of this stuff. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how how it all works. I've I've gone many a year in a row uh, to uh, hold their feet to the fire, Ken, and uh, I spend a couple of days a year just making sure everybody understands that, and especially now in the last two years, the invasion that's going on in our country. Yeah, well, it has been. It's been going on. It just got worse when when Biden came in. Look, I was in the Trump administration. We were fighting it. And that doesn't mean it's not an invasion. Um, It just means you had a federal government that worked hard to try to stop it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, when the federal government itself on a bipartisan basis defined a secure border as nobody crossing illegally between the ports of entry, I think we have a pretty clear standard, and we haven't met that standard. And uh, I really welcome Carrie Lake and the, the effort she's going to put in in Arizona to make this a reality on one state's border and prove we can do it. All right, so, Kim, what is this, what is this called that you've been uh, working on? You've got a program. What is it called? Well, it's a think tank called the Center for Renewing America. It was founded by Russ Vogt, who was the head of OMB under Donald Trump. And um, people can uh, look me up at Center for Renewing America. And, and um, frankly, Border Security, it's one of the papers under there. And, uh, uh, you know, it's one of these things where people, when we started this out, people were like, what? What are you talking about? This is the federal government's job. I said, why don't you read the Constitution? And and slowly but surely, we've, we've educated other think tanks and politicos, and there are plenty of governors now lined up, DeSantis, Noam Ricketts, who are ready to help Carrie Lake pull this off. So, uh, you know, buckle up. Yeah, get ready. <laughs> could, ride could get bumpy, and just the way it works. You know, when you make changes, it gets right. bumpy. Well, let's talk about making changes. Uh, how, how are we set up? I just saw early today that we've surpassed the vote in 2018 uh, for this uh, off-year election. What does that tell you, and uh, are we any better off this year than we were in the last election? Uh, we're, we're much better off. I mean, first and foremost, compared to where we were two years ago, we are far, far, far better off. Um, and um, we have a, a, a huge litigation team that has never existed before for decades. We've been fighting to get these states to obey their own dang laws before the election, and that is so critical. After things happen, look, the ballot's in the box. It's awfully hard to pull them out. And uh, so it's so important to have a team beforehand. And, and I've joked with people, and it's only a joke because 
true. The only compliment I've ever paid to the Republican National Committee um, is that they stepped up and created a full-time, year-round, all-years election integrity team of lawyers. And uh, now there were legal reasons they couldn't do this in the past, but they've made a huge difference, and they've really leveled that playing field. And at the same time, regular people like the folks listening to you and me right now, Dave, have stepped forward to become election officials themselves, where they live, and poll watchers. And it's not too late to become a poll watcher for this election. You can call your local party. The part, the local party chairs are the ones who set up the poll watchers. And, um, and you, it's really just uh, keeping the big boys honest, uh, looking over their shoulder. And that, that is allowed by law. And, you know, we're called the Election Transparency Initiative because we believe end-to-end transparency of everything except what the voter marks on his or her ballot gives confidence in the outcome of the election. You know, well, and that's, and that's, 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 that's one of those things that's it's really important to do on the front end because of the nature of our elections, our secret ballots. Okay. You can't fix it after it's done. You can't even look at like, it after it's done. The only solution... It's, it's so hard for accountability with, with our system that you, you have to have yeah. so much security on the front end. The time frame is short after the election, and literally what you're asking a do, judge to do is throw out an election. <laughs> and, um, and, and imagine, look, this, in law school we all learn the burden of proof. What I tell young lawyers is you also have a burden of persuasion. You've got to convince a real live human being we call a judge to actually do what you want them to do. And think about being a judge and how much pressure there is on the notion of throwing out an election. You're gonna make them rerun an election? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So whatever the, whatever the burden of proof is, forget about it, throw it out the door. It's gotta be absolute certainty. That's the burden of proof. Um, yeah, and with an infusion of guts. So it's so important to secure these elections on the front end. And in the last two years, we've seen voter ID improvements, both in person and in the mail. Um, We've seen improvements in security of these stupid drop boxes. Um, Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled them illegal in the 2020 election, so they will have none. Um, And in states like Florida and Georgia and Texas, they've passed security measures. So there's, for instance, video oversight of they're not just sitting out there um, with nobody watching. Ken, it sounds like y'all have done a good job. We have, and so has the whole coalition. I mean, it's been a real team effort across the right-of-center world, all while all the mainstream media is calling us a bunch of racists and bigots and suppressors. People don't understand how important this is because after the election that that uh, most of America or 50 percent of America felt like was stolen, the important thing, the Republican Party, if people don't believe their co- their vote counts, then they won't show back up. You know, I run a and business exactly and I talk to hundreds of customers and these customers are saying, why go vote if the if the person counting the vote is going to make the decision and not the person voting, then why go vote? So I think the voter turnout that we're having is showing that you guys did a good job convincing people that we're better off now than we were then. Please come back and participate in the process. Yeah, and we know statistically that we lost both Georgia Senate 
seats on January 5th of 2021 in that special election um, because hundreds of thousands of Republicans in Georgia believed the, the hyperbole that their vote didn't count no matter what. And by far more than the margin of the loss, they didn't show up. It literally cost us both Senate seats. The last two years, we should have had a 52-48 Republican Senate, and we've had a 50-50 Senate the Dems have controlled. Mm -hmm. Talk about making a difference. All right, Ken, if you'll hold on, we're going to come back to you. I want to talk more with you. I want to talk about something I heard about California and Pennsylvania when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show about a quarter till seven on a Monday. We got an extra hour sleep going into the show today. That was all right. I love that. Don't forget about PI Roofing and Home Solutions. Uh, if you need a new roof, they're the people to talk to. I've been telling you that for 21 years. They've been on my show as a sponsor of this show for that long. Now I can tell you they do a whole lot more. They they do construction. They'll put in windows. They'll put on gutters. They do all of it with the same kind of professionalism that they do when they do their roofs. Get a hold of PI Roofing. Go, give them a call, 501-707-3115, or visit them online, piroofing.com. Ken Cuccinelli is our special guest. We only got him for a few more moments, so quickly, uh, Ken, I heard something today that I did not know, that most of the voting done in California is mail-in ballot. Is that true? Oh, yeah, and um, in some states, like Oregon, it's 100%. Colorado, 100%. They've gone to all mail-in voting. Do they not so, realize uh, that's the easiest way to? Ch- well, I guess if it's run, maybe they do if it's run by Democrats. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah, right. You kind of figured that one out. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, and and look, um, most problems in elections are just that they're problems. There isn't. It isn't always cheating. Think of Bush v. Gore. It was just a cluster all over the state. And um, but but in that mess. Then they swoop in on the litigation side and try to win it in the courtroom. Right. So they they favor messiness, nastiness, and mucked up elections. Um, that's why they don't want voter ID. They don't want accountable drop boxes. They want lots of drop boxes. They want early voting. And look, uh, people listening to you and me, they favor early voting. But folks, when you get asked in a poll if you like early voting, think about where they put the ballots that night. Think about who has access to those ballots. Think about 45 days of keeping those ballots secure. That's what we have in Virginia. It drives me crazy. Um, early voting is, is unsecure. And when you look at a state like Virginia, we've had 45-day voting for the last three elections. And, um, and a fractional percent vote in the first couple of weeks we could we could do achieve all of their convenience goals with about one week of early voting mm-hmm. and have a lot less oversight and transparency problems and therefore questions than we have with say 45 days so even if we can minimize it my preference is states like new hampshire that have kept voting for election day but um, I t- I but we have a better cleaned idea. a lot of things up all over the country. Yeah, it used to be a big deal. Go out and vote on the day right. of the election. That used to be a big thing, and you'd stand in line and talk to people while you were standing in line. When, when we were fighting the federal takeover of elections by the Democrats last year, Democrat Bill Gardner 
the Secretary of State of New Hampshire, the longest-serving Secretary of State in American history, as far as I know, since 1976. Um, and he's been elected by Democrat and Republican legislatures up there. They, that's how they do it. Because he does a good job. Imagine that. He does a good job. So they kept him as a job, regardless of party. And he, would, he said exactly that, Dave. He said, look, we keep Election Day special. We make a big deal out of Election Day and compare us to Oregon, which went to all, all mail-in voting. We have higher voter turnout. So the, the argument for mail-in voting and more participation isn't playing out. Well, and and, and um, one might suggest that maybe it wasn't the real reason. Yeah. Quick question. One last question for me, and then Paul had another question, and that is uh, big, big Supreme Court decision, state Supreme Court decision in Pennsylvania, when they said if the, the, the date on the ballot coming in is later than the election day, you don't count it. No or it's undated. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, it's a no-brainer, but it's a good example of the kind of attempt to muck things up they do on the left. And and look, part of what's so shocking about that ruling is that is an extremely political left-wing Supreme Court. And there are two reasons, one, two political reasons they ruled the way they did. One, they were in conflict with the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Um, literally having their Secretary of State nullifying um, a federal court outcome. And two, the underlying law that allows mail-in voting in Pennsylvania has what's called a, uh, um, a, a, a severability clause, a non-severability clause. What that means is that you can't sever any part of the law. So if any part um, is found to be illegal or unconstitutional, the whole law goes down. And so this is a strategic retreat by this court in an effort to keep mail-in voting, early voting, because early voting only started with this law that includes the undated ballot provisions that they ruled in, in our favor. So, yes, they ruled our way on this, but it was to preserve a law that should have never been passed in the first place. Last question for Ken Cuccinelli, Paul Calvert. Yes, sir. So I think you know, part of the idea of early voting is to get more voter turnout. But is that necessarily a good thing if you've got people making it so incredibly easy for them to vote? Or we, do we have people who are just kind of flippantly going to the polls and just eeny, meeny, miny, mo? And I don't want people like that going to the polls. I want people yeah, I want so people to be careful right. and, and study their study the issues. Yeah, and you want them invested in the decision they're making. Yeah. and. And, um, no, it's, it's interesting you say that, Paul. It's an excellent question that a lot of people don't even think about. The presumption is we want 100% turnout. And, really, we want everybody to turn out who's thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, obviously I want my candidates to win, but, but we want people to show up as educated voters. I mean, that's what the founders envisioned as a sustaining element of our constitutional republic and uh i'm not sure that's always the case and you know if you if you there is an element in my view so it sounds like you and i agree where some level of effort needs to be made you've got to invest some effort into participating doesn't i don't want to be hard i don't want to be difficult to achieve but it there should be a, a, a threshold over which every voter has to get to participate. Again, not hard, 
but something. Not like literally delivered to your house and you lie sleeping and drooling while some political activist walks in, puts a pen in your hand and fills it out for you, <laughs> which is where they're where they're getting in some states and you know, nursing homes in particular. I may have just described it literally. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, th- there is a lot to be said for that. Um, and, and that's on candidates. Candidates' job, part of their job is to make it worth it for you to show up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they do that job well, and sometimes they don't do that job well. As opposed mm-hmm. to us holding our nose and voting for the guy who's the, the, the least criminal. We, we're out of time. We're out of time with Ken Cuccinelli. It's always a pleasure to have him. I mean, he's he was a great AG, and then he stayed in, and he's fought the battles inside the bureaucracy, inside the swamp in Washington, D.C. Ken, I have a lot of respect for you, sir. You do a great job. I appreciate it. You keep keep up the work. You do, too. All right. Have a good one now. All right. Ken Cuccinelli here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Great to have him on the air. He's really very articulate. He can can explain it, you know, from zero to 100, as Mm -hmm. they like to say. He's he's a good guy. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, we're going to get into more discussion. I'm going to bring up Trump. I don't like what he did over the weekend, and I'm going to bring it up. And needs to be talked about. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know the story, but he had a rally yesterday. And uh, he was, you know, I, I'm sure he's getting ready probably to launch his campaign because he was reading the uh, the polls. And he was saying, look, 70% for me, 10% for Ron DeSanctimonious. You know, no, 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 no. Let's not go there. Look, I'm a, I didn't like it when he was calling everybody names. Uh, during during the, uh, that were Republicans as they were running uh, a few years back, I, I didn't like that. Uh, you know, President Reagan wouldn't have liked that, and uh, I I don't I you know his old saying of never speak ill of a Republican un- unless well, they really really have it coming. It's it's childish and stupid. Well, uh, yeah, and uh, this is a man who's running for governor of Florida. It's time you know, be quiet. Just be quiet. You'll have your chance to stand side by side, I'm sure, with him and debate policy. Let's uh, let's debate policy. You got a lot to run on, Mr. President. You really did. You do. You got you've done a lot of great things. Run back on it because the Democrats are running away from it. Keep that in mind as well. All right. We've got to take a, a minute to get you some news. We're going to do that, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll pick it up on the other side. An hour later today, which is fine with me, on the Dave Ellswick Show. with you second hour of a monday show my thanks to ken cuccinelli for joining us 
As I said, he was AG of Virginia for many years. He fought there in the state. Now he fights on, uh, you know, he's, he's fought within the swamp against <laughs> illegal immigration. Worked for uh, President Trump doing that. Uh, and uh, now uh, he's out working with this other organization uh, against uh, illegal immigration as well. That's something that he's been uh, firmly against uh, for a long time. He used to come to hold their feet to the fire all the time. You can tell he's a firm supporter of the Republican Party, and yep. very vested in the Republican Party by what he's doing is trying to convince the Republicans to get out and vote that we're going to make sure your vote counts. Yep. Yep. And well, that's something he knows that needed how important to happen. That is. That's definitely Last that's very years. important. Yeah, but that's exactly what the Democrats wanted to happen: is people to get discouraged and think that their vote wouldn't matter one way or another. So, uh, well, I, but I can tell he he knew the numbers on how important it was, and he knows what his mission is. The mission is to make sure that all the votes are counted, but also to convince people to get back out and vote. That uh, you know, Arkansas's made a lot of progress. You know, in the, in the last two years on voter integrity by buying a lot of new uh, voting machines that are not connected to the internet in any way. So, uh, John Thurston has he's done a good job. John Thurston has done an awesome job. People need to get out and vote for John Thurston. Yep, because you know he's running against a Democrat. If that Democrat get, gets in there, if you want to start seeing all this stuff that's happening start in Pennsylvania and California happen in Arkansas, in Arkansas, we've made a lot of progress in voter integrity. And if you don't reelect John Thurston and reelect a Democrat instead, then uh, you're going to start seeing all the stuff in Arkansas that we hear about everywhere else. You know, we had Heritage Foundation on last week talking about this. And uh, Hans von Strafkowski, who is the head of their uh, voter integrity unit and who has been on the FEC, uh, said that uh, Arkansas was to be commended. They ranked number six in the nation as far as voting goes and about the integrity of our vote. I didn't know that, but I know, you know, being involved in the Lone County Republican Party, we take it very seriously. And uh, John Thurston uh, got a lot of uh, got state money. Uh, some state budget to come to Lone Oak County. So we had to do matching funds. Got that stuff, yeah. So that we had up to date equipment that could be verified and is not connected to the internet in any way. So uh, John Thurston helped Lone Oak County get the machines to make Lone Oak County a, a better there place There is to vote. a you get a paper ballot after you vote in Lono County. Yes. You carry it over to another machine and you insert it, and I'm sure that that's what's you know, keeping track if that you voted, and it might start, you know, I don't know, computating voter and things of that nature. But the tabulator. Yeah, and the bottom line, uh, it's not; those aren't destroyed. Those no, are those you still are, have they're, them. they're still there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I always look at mine as I walk from the and voting make sure booth. Make sure, it's make sure it says exactly right. what I voted on. You know, and uh, you know, shame on me if I don't check that. Yeah, there's not like funny tabs on the side or anything like that <laughs> no hanging chads <laughs> yeah, we got rid of the chads thank god for that i know tim griffin's happy that they're not having hanging chads anyway that's how i got to know tim because oh, yeah he was that. down there counting votes in florida i remember oh, yeah. that is that right so uh, my favorite my favorite picture from that is the guy that's got his glasses up on his forehead and he's holding the ballot up and he's looking light. at the chads <laughs> to see if it's got a 
you know, some people didn't push hard enough and, and go all the way through them. Was it pregnant, Chad? You know, the, it yeah, a, the pregnant, Chad. Just a little bit pregnant? Yeah, yeah. How, 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 <laughs> how pregnant, pregnant was it? it? Yeah, that's I tell exactly you, right. You know, I tell you, John Thurston is pretty popular on both sides because you have to give him credit for being fair and working on voter integrity. Uh, there's actually, uh, you know, Jones – you know, for governor signs in in my neighborhood with John Thurston signs beside them. <laughs> yeah, I thought about sending him. So these That's people funny. do recognize that the Democrats want their votes to count. Also, now wait a second. There's Chris Jones signs up in Lono County. Uh, yeah, there's one right across the road from me. From I have a Democrat that oh, lives right across living, the road yeah. from me. So, and uh, and they're the one I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, we're great friends and and good people, and we talk about politics. Uh, you know, but uh, they've got any, Jones. Do they and make Thurman. any sense? Let's see. We can agree on a lot of things. Whenever whenever I talk to someone about politics, I start with what we have in common. And really, uh, and you'll what, find what, that you have – that? Well, that – you know, I guess we end up after it's all it's all talked about and over that, you know, if a person needs care and needs to go to the hospital, that they should be taken care of when they go to the hospital. It's been that way forever. But, yeah, so where we disagree is should an insurance company make 25% profit on carrying for someone that has need or should we just have the hospital take care of them and write it off of their taxes so it's a dollar-for-dollar trade? Mm-hmm. So – Actually, I can get them to agree that that the insurance company shouldn't be guaranteed 25%, but a lot of them just don't realize what's going on. They believe the propaganda that's out there, and they really don't know what's going on. So uh, you need to be able to discuss the issues with people and enlighten them on what what both the Republicans and the Democrats are doing in some of the health care cases. So when they have their uh, monthly meeting, what closet do they meet in? As far as the Democrats, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know where you. Go, I don't know where you go get a Democrat uh, a sign or the, about the. I Democrat have no organism. idea where they meet to organize. Yeah, yeah, they might have to have security. I'm just kidding. No, but uh, <laughs> they don't know, need a very big room. Let's put love, it that way. Love it. I mean, God created all people equal, and you can believe whatever you want to believe. That's the reason it's a free country. But uh, but anyway, we actually agree on the on, on, on when it comes down to the it comes right down to it. We agree on on a lot of stuff. But uh, uh, I I don't think that people that vote Democrat, I don't think they really realize what all's going on. How how much the, the national party is against them. Oh, that's exactly right. So uh, a lot well, of there's... people in Arkansas, the Democratic Party left, you know, left them standing close to the center because there's a lot of center people that still vote Democrat just because grandpa did and great grandpa did and it's a well, family there's a, tradition. There's, but, a lot of, there's a lot of history there. Yeah. And, and the, the reality is after the Civil War, the Republicans were jerks to a lot of people in the South. And so there's there's just a history of the of the Democrat Party kind of standing up for the little guys who are being run over by the federal government. And so there's there's a history there, but now the Democrats and have they're, become they're so insane. Yeah, the Democrats have become inso- so insane in the last Guys, I think it's about the years. platform. I, I guarantee I challenge anybody, just read the two platforms and follow your conscience. Yeah, because the first thing in the Republican Party is that we believe in God. <laughs> Exactly. You don't even see that in the Democrat platform. No that's reference it. at all. So that's sad. I mean, if if you can't back God, then uh, yeah. yeah, 
but hey it's still a free country but i still think the majority of people in arkansas believe you know in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and it didn't come from a bowl of soup of cells just like your guy that thinks you know talking about the abortion cells this morning that that really came from you know uh his bowl of cells basically came from in the beginning they think a bowl of soup was struck by lightning and two cells crawled out of it and they turned into whales and squirrels and, and uncle ralph yeah. so uh but we got to get this in our schools it's the reason we need school choices so we can stop all this insanity. yeah that's going to be a big 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 fight come january 9th it's going to start it's if- going to start there your people in Arkansas, you're about to see what the school lobby looks like. Mm-hmm. I mean, the superintendents' associations, the teachers' associations. So here's what they're going to tell you. You need to call here's, those people. Here's what they're going to tell you. Public schools will disappear if we have school choice. No, well, if that's the case, why would nobody want to go to them unless you're not doing the job? I'm just saying. Yeah, if, if, if people like your schools, then people will continue to use them. Yeah, they'll just keep going. There's two things that scare me. One thing is we always get bills in Arkansas that sounds like what we wanted to do but do absolutely nothing. That's what Arkansas is famous for. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is get it implemented after the bill is passed. Got to so have teeth in it. So it, it's gotta, you've got to pass something that actually does something and means something, you have to watch the definitions. People in Arkansas say, we already have school choice. Hmm. Well, all that means is you can pick which public school district you want to go to. Mm-hmm. So it's if all in the definitions. <laughs> right. So and you, it's and you, all in the definitions. Right. And if you do that, you may have to drive your drive your kid and not have take advantage of the busing. Whereas what we're talking about is actually let some money follow the kid. That's exactly right. Yeah, about so. $7,000. Which is still a fraction of, of what you'd get, what the school actually gets, because schools are probably getting between eleven and fourteen. Yeah, they still get all the millage and everything, so they still get. There's the schools are not going to close, but the fake news is going to be everywhere. Yep. Just like whenever the letters went out and saying, "Hey, if we don't get an Arkansas health care exchange, then we won't be able to fund the counties in the cities." Well, and I think, but I think one of the things that that people need to do is they need to call their school board members, call their superintendents. And 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 get them to, to to stop lobbying against this kind of thing. Now they're going to lobby because, against it. And hey, why wouldn't you? If you're if you're uh, Doctor Thurman up in Cabot, you're making nearly three hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, I mean, I think that you're going to lobby against school choice right, with with taxpayer dollars. Doctor Thurman actually said that he would support the right school choice bill. Uh, yeah, as long as uh, it's public schools. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, very political answer. But yep. you know, it's in the definitions guys you got to watch the definitions it depends what the definition of is <laughs> is all right we'll take a break we've got more coming your way here in the dave ellswick show i've been talking about these guys for a long time i'm going to talk about them again to you crime is up had another shooting over the weekend in in little rock they've had shootings down in malvern they've had they've had shootings everywhere conway Cabot has had shootings. They've had murders in in uh, Cabot. Crime is up. And with crime being up, you need to protect your home. You need to protect your business. And Billy Mack of ICU Protection can do that. Uh, look, he, he protects you at Nuke One. If he can take care of Nuke One, he can take care of your living room, and he can take care of your business. And uh, when it comes to security, he's the guy to call. 
you know, get all the door and window sensors, the indoor and outdoor cameras, the, the motion detection, all of that with the folks at ICU Protection. Here's something else that you get with ICU. You will pay for the service. You would expect to do that every month. There will be a monthly bill uh, for them to keep watch over your house. But they will not charge you for the hardware that they put on uh, your house to be able to do that. Now, a lot of the uh, – not the ICU, but a lot of the uh, security firms out there going to charge you three, four, five, sometimes as high as $700 that you have to write a check for depending on how much hardware you want. doesn't matter when it comes to ICU. They'll put the hardware on. And it belongs to you, and you don't have to pay for it. Like I said, all you do is pay for the monthly service, which is a very uh, average compared to all the other uh, security firms. So do like I did. Give a call to Billy Mack. Talk to him, and he'll get you all set up. 501-205-1333. That's ICU Protection. So let's talk politics. I mean, what would I'm not going to talk them tomorrow, basically. I don't have any kind of, uh, you know, person who's running for office on Election Day. We don't do that. Uh, we'll have our final uh, candidate on today at 9 o'clock, and Blue Keller is going to be with us, making his final argument why he needs to be sheriff uh, here in Pulaski County. Uh, looking at what was going on in Florida uh, this this name calling that, that Trump did he did in Pennsylvania when he did the Ron De Sanctimonious uh, kind of thing that uh, he made the, the statement on and again I'm going to tell you I am a Reagan Republican have been ever since Reagan was president and uh, one of his his uh, main uh, rules were you don't uh, you don't go after another Republican especially one who's running for re-election like Ron DeSantis is now. The president, after he left Pennsylvania, went to Florida. And here's what he had to say at a Miami event. He said, you're going to reelect Ron DeSantis as governor of your state. Uh, he said, finally endorsing after months of narratives suggesting that Trump and DeSantis were at odds. DeSantis has always said he wasn't at odds uh, with Trump uh, at all. Uh, he did tease running for president again as he has since beginning his uh, post-White House rallies last year. Quote, I'll probably have to do it again, but stay tuned, Trump said, to chance of, quote, four more years. Stay tuned tomorrow night in Ohio, he said. He extolled uh, Marco Rubio, who he came to uh, Florida to rally for, for, uh, as a true conservative warrior, who gets the job done, contrasting Rubio to his opponent, Val Demings, who is just so far left, she's left the ball field. Uh, Trump avoided trolling DeSantis, who was not in South Florida for the rally, as he had the evening before. We're winning big, big, big in the Republican Party for the nomination like nobody has ever seen before, uh, Trump said of a potential 2024 primary Saturday in Pennsylvania, spotlighting a favorable national poll. There it is, Trump at 71%, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Uh, Trump didn't mention a poll at the time 
at this time, but he did discuss crowd side. You know what's like a poll when, like, uh, this many people come out? That's not like a poll. It's better than any poll. Uh, Trump lauded U.S. Uh, Senator Rick Scott, who, by the way, I was listening. I don't know how many of you listen to uh, Sirius Radio, but they have some pretty good conservative uh, channels on. I mean, I when I'm driving into work, I'm catching up on all the news, and I'm, I'm listening to Fox News and Friends on, on my radio, or I'm listening. They got 125, I think, is another uh, channel that Fox has, and they're going over the big stories of the day. And then uh, I listen to the Patriot Channel. You know, I listen to the folks from Breitbart, Will Cow, and a lot of other different uh, talk show hosts. And it really gives me a, f- a feel of the temperature of national topics. I don't, I don't get into national topics big time just because you get a full dose of that after I go off the air. Um, I uh, I like to talk about local. That's why I started off this morning talking about another murder over the weekend here in uh, central Arkansas. And how can you vote, uh, you know, for Mayor Scott? How can you vote for Mayor Scott when a little 12-year-old girl was shot over the weekend? How much are you going to put up with? I mean, he's, he's they've during his administration, they've already broken uh, the murder record here in Little Rock that was set back in 1993. Well, he doesn't back his police officers, and we saw that in the case to where they fired the police officer that was that tried to, that someone tried to run over him with a car, and he shot the person in the car, and then they didn't back the officer didn't back the officer up when someone was trying to kill him. Oh yeah. So uh, you have to back the blue if you want the blue to back you. So. Uh, so uh, hopefully we can get someone in there. And they haven't been le- reaching out for the state police. I know people in the state police, and they haven't been asking for enough help with the state police. The state police said, well, if you're not going to back your people, you know, why should we stick our neck out for you? If you're not going to back your own people, what makes us think that if we do something that you're going to back us up? So well, that's officers true. have to know some- that somebody's got their back if they stand up and do the right thing. I would hope so. By the way, uh, weather-wise, just real quickly, we get to this weekend. It's going to feel like fall, folks. High on Saturday and Sunday, 52 and 54. The low Sunday morning when you get up to go to church this next weekend, 28 degrees. Oh, wow. wow. Hard freeze. That's a hard freeze. I don't. I got a garage. It's a brother. beautiful time for a drive in the Ozarks right now. The Ozarks are beautiful. This is my favorite are, time. Have they of the lit year. up in color now? Uh, yeah, I was there last uh, uh, weekend before last. It was beautiful up in Harrison. And up in that area, wow, up there are a lot of beautiful the trees. Yeah, then I, then I took two days off around Harrison up there, and uh, what uh, people would say is God country to me up in the hills. And then uh, I cut across and saw my son at Fayetteville in college, and cut across and saw him. So uh, on Saturday, so I drove up through those arcs and cut across to Fayetteville. It was did beautiful. You, did you get out of there Saturday before the uh, debacle on the football field? Uh, yeah, I got out of town before that. Yeah. That's good because <laughs> I'm surprised the suicide rate didn't go up this weekend. Well, I, I th- warned everybody. Did I not, Heidi? Did I not warn everybody Friday that better be ready to play on Saturday? Because if we didn't, we'd lose that game. And what did we do? Secondary, you know, took the gas like they've been all season long. Three touchdowns through the year. Got beat. Bottom line, we got beat. And I'm, if, if you're the coach, 
It's time to get out and be looking for secondary people that you're going to bring into that program. You know, you lose in life and you get beat sometimes, and sometimes you get beat in a week. Sometimes you can take it over a long period of time. The question is, is do you learn anything from it and do you change anything accordingly? Secondary so, hasn't but uh, what do they play LSU next? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. And LSU. Now, That's tough. Because coming off that big win against uh, Alabama over the weekend, that was an incredible game. Hope you watched it. It was fun to watch. All right, 7.30, Bill O'Reilly, then we're back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Something I wanted to mention, uh, Mitch McConnell, who is the uh, president pro tem, that means he's the number one. Uh, well, right now he's the minority leader. He was the majority leader uh, until we had this 50-50 split in the uh, Senate. And uh, looks like uh, Rick Scott of uh, Florida is going to challenge him for that spot. And that's not a bad deal. That's a probably good idea, uh, especially if we win all these close races, because most of those people who are running in those races are uh, good conservatives. Now, look, I'm not going to say Oz is a great conservative because he's not. All right. He's uh, he's kind of a Asa Hutchinson I would think conservative. So you got uh, you, you got a weak uh, a weak link in the chain there. But the folks that are out in Laxalt, out in Nevada, uh, the lady who's running in uh, Arizona, uh, um, Herschel Walker, you know he's he's a he's a conservative. Uh, you know he's going to you know vote conservative. But the bottom line is, you know. I give Mitch McConnell all the credit in the world that during the time that President uh, Trump was in office, uh, he helped ferry these uh, conservatives into the Supreme Court. He really did. He, he did a good job. But you can't run just on what you've done in the past. And uh, what he has done here, you know, here during the present is not good. I mean, he's the one who said we were running really bad candidates and we probably wouldn't win the Senate. He's the one who made that statement because he didn't like the general that was running in New Hampshire. He didn't like uh, Laxalt, for better or worse. He didn't like the the person who's running in in Arizona. Uh, those are those are problems when you say that kind of stuff. You might think it, but you never say it, not out publicly. It's not no, a good that's thing not to good. do. That's not good. That's not good for the party nope nope and uh you know maybe you know he's reached his pinnacle and he needs to sit down now i'm just saying you know i I like what scott's been saying i like a lot of the things he's been saying well sometimes sometimes you need a fighter and i tell you what uh i I know the republicans don't have the house in the senate right now but still you know, you'd like to be hearing a plan of what they will do when they do. They need to be making well, their been case. Talking about it, I mean, I look. I can only talk from Arkansas point of view. All right, but I can tell you that I do believe that our our uh, Republicans are ready to fight. Uh, that uh, that Bozeman and others are ready to fight. Now, is Bozeman going to stand up and scream? No, that's not going to happen. But he's been in. Uh, the Senate now, uh, what, once or twice, twice, I guess. And this is his third term. 
Yeah, he knows how it works. He's, he knows how to get things done, and he, I believe that he's going to get things done. And I believe that the House people are going to get things done. I mean, I, Westerman knows that if they take the House, he's ahead of, of uh, natural resources. Well, know that he's already got subpoenas written up. Well, if we take the House, then uh, let's lower working families' health insurance and kill Obamacare. I haven't heard that. I mean, no, I'm they won't, get, they won't be able to get it done. I don't. I think that they should push for it, but you still got the president's a Democrat, and he'll veto it. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, going to happen. But you need a fight. You got to get out and let everybody I, know got, what you want to do. Exactly. I, let's hear the plan. Let's hear what you're fighting for. Let's hear what what's fighting for. So, uh, I'd like to see. Uh, I'd like to hear. You know. What's things going to look like after we kill Obamacare? Let's let's talk about the fight. But I'm not hearing about a fight right now. That's part of the issue that that y'all were talking about. I want to hear back with um, with the um, Arkansas Works. I I can't remember what their what their name for AR Home now. They've changed it to AR Home. Once you get people on the program, it's hard to kick them off because you've got people that are they can become. Man, I made that I made that argument. Back in 2010, that's with when David Sanders was on, and, mm-hmm. and, and others. That uh, sorry, it, it's hard to get people unaddicted. They're not going to, the to free, give it up once you stuff. give it to them. I, I'm I'm sorry. Status quo is, you know, it's always heard, and we've heard in the past is, you know, we're not going to reduce spending or reduce government any, but we're going to stop the growth, and we're going to grow the economy faster than the what growth. the government, the growth of right. government. So we're going to slow down the growth. Guys, that's not fighting to me. Fighting to me is, let's shrink government. How long has the Democrats been in charge? How big is our government? It is too big. It was too big 20 years ago. Part of the problem is, is that a good portion of government spending is in stone. They can't change it. They No, they can't change it. Marty, it, it just won't happen. Well, a good portion of it's not, and, and the, a lot of what they can't change is is federal dollars coming in. If you look at DHS, DHS is growing past education on on the budget. So, well, DHS, now you're talking in Arkansas. Yeah, right? now I'm talking in Arkansas, but you're, you're exactly. I don't disagree with that. You, I mean, you're exactly right, but we need to do the same thing in Washington as do in Arkansas. We need to cut some programs and put people back to work, and 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 say, uh, hey, if if you want if you want health insurance, then you need to get a job. But if you get sick and you don't have insurance, then the, we'll go back to what it used to be. You, you'll get care. Well, let's but, see. But, let's see if they'll do that because that's what they did to Bill Clinton when they surprisingly to the Democrats, and I think going to surprisingly again do to the Democrats is take over both branches of the Congress. That's what we need. To I do. mean, uh, Clinton got behind the uh, the work requirements for welfare uh, yeah. during that time. He signed it into law. We'll see if that happens with Biden, though. You know, Biden has become radically. A lefty. I mean, and he lies. He gets out on the on the campaign trail and just like, here. Let me play something for you, Heidi. Let's play that that cut that. Uh, let Let me play that cut from Biden that we got from over the weekend. Listen to what he had to say at a at a rally over the weekend. And when Debbie and I passed this law, it included everybody, not just seniors. And so what happened was we said, okay, you know how much it costs to make that insulin drug for diabetes? Cost. It was invented by a man who did not patent it because he wanted it available for everyone. I spoke to him. Okay. 
Okay, I spoke to him. Hmm. No, he didn't. The guy who developed insulin died years before Biden was even born. So there was a little, little bit of a, a, a discrepancy. He, there, he huh? lie. He lies like a rug. I mean, he really, really does. He lies like a rug, and he'll lie to whomever he's speaking to, and he'll change the lie while he's speaking to them. If 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 he knows he's talking to a bunch of natural gas people. He'll tell them that he's, well, yeah, we, there's a place for drilling. But then he'll get in the Rose Guard like he did over the weekend, and some environmentalist is uh, yelling at him, and, he's, and he makes a statement. He says, no more drilling. We're not going to do any more drilling out there in the Gulf or anything, up in Alaska. We're not going to do any more drilling. We're not going to do that. And he says, all that other stuff was done before. I became president. Now I'm president. We're not going to do that. We're going to do it with wind power. Now, he knows that's a lie. You can't do it with wind power. Technology is not there yet. So, but It's well, never but he's going to be for them. But so, but so much of, of left-wing ideology is fantasy. It's, it's not based in reality. It's a, it's a, and so much of their, their ideology comes, from, I think, from college campuses. But he lies. And I don't know if he's even I don't know if he's even smart enough to lie at this point. I don't know if his cognitive well, he's been lying he knows all the time he's been in the <laughs> he government. knows what the crowd wants to hear, and so if whichever crowd he's at, he knows what they what they want to I mean, hear. So he tells them whatever they he's want all, to hear. I mean, we can go back That's when right. he was a senator. He does, he does have a, a history of um, yes, em- embellishing of the lying. truth. Uh, yeah, but, of lying. <laughs> well, right now in a, cam- a campaign trail, he's going far left. Right now, he's going far left, and I think that hurt that helps well, the Republicans. Right right now yeah, because he's out saying the, it on the campaign trail because the people in the center you know the one that wins is is the is the one that gets most people in the center and that's and what I, a lot of the the I, people we don't like a whole lot have figured out so I think, he, the, uh, I think the faster the democrats go left the, the faster they get out of office i think that's that's what i'm getting at is i think i think the faster they go left the the better and um on on some level if if they're given a little more rope, I think they'll hang themselves. Well, they're saying that the independents, that's the, quote, people in the middle. Uh, bottom line, if number one, if you haven't made up your mind now and you're still an independent, what the crap's wrong with you? But the bottom line is, is that they're standing there and uh, the Democrats are freaking because they know polling is showing that Independents, when polled, about 80% of them are going to the right. They're not going to the left. Well, <laughs> there are people the, the that are Democrats. so far crazy into crazy land right now is that, 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 that going to the right is not hard. Well, there's people on, on the, that are Democrats that don't want their electric bill to double. Yeah, there are Democrats that don't want their gas at the pump to be six or seven dollars a gallon. So I mean, some, there are Democrats that are registered that you know do have common them? sense. Back in the eighties, you know what they were called? Reagan Republicans. Uh, and some of them are just, but yeah. And that's just that's just <laughs> that's just one of those things. Is that there are Democrats right now? I think who are paying six bucks a gallon for gas, or maybe even more, seven dollars. Yeah, they're California. all moving to central. They're all moving to central United States. <laughs> yeah, and that's and, not that's not. Policy. Policies well, failed. Well, the and, other policies and, yeah. failed. They're driving up home prices, which is is 
you know, I, I'm liking the fact that rent is going up right now because I'm a landlord. But but the reality is, is this is it's hard on some people because the rent's going up a no, lot. Yeah. It's not even going up a little bit. It's going up a lot. It's gone up 15 percent in the last month. I'm talking to people yeah, that it, live. It wouldn't surprise me if it's gone up that much in the last month. But it's, it's probably gone up 40 or 50 percent in the last couple of years. Nah. I'm talking to people that live in the boondocks. I mean, all red Arkansas out in the country. And they have neighbors moving in from L.A., Chicago, Washington State. I mean, all of the Democrat, big Democrat policy states, they are all moving to Central United States right now. Well, you know that's happening, but look at Patty Murray, who's the senator out from Washington State. She's in the fight of her life right now. She always wins by double digits. Not this time. If she wins, it's going to be by the skin of her teeth. She is really being challenged right now. We just had someone join the Lono County Republican Committee from Washington State, and they were talking about uh, the lack of voter integrity mm-hmm. and the policies for the police in Washington State. I didn't realize it was as bad as it is. No. <laughs> I'm just telling you, a lot of these different states learned a lot from Mayor Daley back in the day. I'm just telling you. I, I, I grew up with this stuff. I lived outside of Chicago almost all my life. Well, first 27 years. Hey, don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Final break coming up right now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got a few moments that we'll, we've got some other things to talk about. Uh, when we come back with uh, R.D. Hopper and Paul Calvert. Hill Des- uh, Hillcrest Designer Julia wants you to know that they're open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. They're located at 3000 Cavanaugh, and they got over 40 years of ex- uh, experience. And uh, good old, uh, my good friend, uh, 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 Eric Coleman, uh, does a great job. In fact, he's doing, he's doing some stuff for me for Christmas. If you want him to do some kind of unique creation for you, whether it's a ring or a a bracelet or a necklace or whatever, anklet, I don't even know if that's a, a deal anymore, uh, know that you need to get to him now. You need to stop by and visit with him, talk to him what you're looking for, and he'll tell you whether he can have it ready for Christmas or not because he's probably got 15 or 20 people now that's already talked to him about Christmas, and time is running out for you to have time to get what it is that you want made. Highest quality, they got uh, big display cases. You can look at all the other things that he has on display. He's got a lot of beautiful stuff. Unique creations, estate jewelry, bring estate jewelry in. He'll appraise it for you. Repairs and cleaning. It's a full-service jewelry store. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Again, 3000 Cavanaugh, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. We're back here on the last final minutes here. We've got about uh, four minutes left here on the Dave Ellswick Show for a Monday. Don't forget what's going on tomorrow. Get out and vote. If you haven't voted, go and vote. And uh, I'm just going to tell you, vote R. Vote Republican. What what does it take, uh, uh, R.D.? Because you, you've been working here within the party longer than I ever have, uh, specifically. What would it take to get them when they have an election to put a button on there that says R and a button that says D, and so you can just vote a straight ticket? Yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen. Uh, that would be scary. But yeah. then, uh, no, that's not scary. Well, we do it in Indiana all the time. Really? You think but actually we, had a button? Yeah. It's like all, so you could vote. A, it's just a straight oh, really? ticket voting, yeah. Oh. Is that right? Yeah. 
I never heard of it. Yeah, it's I, all over I, the country. I never heard of it. That's all over the country. I mean, I, if it's you want, never been a discussion that I know of in the past. I mean, if you want to vote split ticket, mm-hmm. you just don't punch one of those buttons. You punch everything else. You know, you vote for the people you want to vote. But you know what you're seeing? You're seeing people who aren't interested in voting split tickets anymore. Mm-hmm. They want to vote for one party or the other. Right. No, I understand that, but. But look at the platform. You're voting for a platform. That's exactly right. And one thing that people don't understand that kind of leans that direction is the Democrats that are running, you may know them. They may be your neighbor. Uh, You may go to church with them. I don't know. But uh, they do take take an oath to, to uphold the platform. And they signed something saying that I will uphold the platform. So uh, you can have someone that seems moderate and seems reasonable. But uh, whenever it comes down to party lines, they're going to support that platform. So, yeah, you don't need to vote for a Democrat. Or if they don't, and there's been some that haven't, and if you don't, you don't stay in the party long. <laughs> they ri- they'll ride you out on a rail. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. So people do need to vote Republican just because of of what they say they stand for. If you stand for God and you stand for life and you stand for freedom and and the Second Amendment, you better not vote for a Democrat. No matter what they say on the stump speech and how moderate they say they are, then uh, whenever it comes down, we've seen it at the Capitol. They will whip their party lines in shape. Yep, and here's the other thing to do. You might have them say, yeah, I'm a Second Amendment adherent, but, but, you know, I voted on this because it just makes common sense. Common sense. You know, to do this. Word, I common, didn't get rid of the Second Amendment. I, I just got rid of, uh, you know, AR-15. Let's do some common sense infringements. Yeah. Let's do some common sense human rights violations. Yeah, let's take some, you know, you don't need all that freedom, the complete freedom. We're just going to take part of the freedom around. That's right. So we're just going to keep a list of white guns, but I... Uh, you know, the first well, first thing they want to do is know what everybody has. So, so, so com- imagine someone decide, you know, we're not going to infringe on your free speech. We're just going to make it so you have to get a license in order to buy pencils or to buy copy paper. Or, or to, to buy, buy a, a computer. Printer, right, or buy a computer or a printer. Or like, well, we're not infringing on your rights. Of course you're infringing on our rights because the right to free speech is is inherent you can't you can't take it away you have to have actually have to have a reason to take or it or you listen to the left and you say we're not against free speech as long as you agree with us <laughs> well right yeah, that's yeah. exactly basically they're what they're at. saying and, is americans cannot be trusted with freedom and I, I think we're seeing some of that some of that You're garbage right. just like You're just right. like some of the i think some of the um the people who give out counseling counseling advice or whatever else, I think some on the left would make it like to make it illegal to to give give people counseling to discourage them from from the um, transgender stuff. Oh my God! I mean, that, that's, they've made that clear already. And that, that's it. it. Don't you know that's that's terrible, right? And that's and that's just so, so we've got we've got people on the left essentially outlawing free speech on some. On of some course, level. and our students need their to hear both sides of issues i don't know why our schools are teaching moral issues in our school i thought it was for reading and writing and arithmetic but they are teaching socialism and they are teaching you know they are bashing god and christians in our school system i'm going to tell you they're not even pushing just socialism they're pushing full full out 100 percent communism they really are because socialism is only the bridge 
between capitalism and communism. That's all it is. And we, we're all walking across that bridge right now pretty steadily here in the United States. Okay. I'll be back at 9. Blue Keller will be on with us. R.D. Hopper, thanks for coming in. Yeah, and th- and uh, check out that alarm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Paul Calvert, yes, thank sir. you for coming in as well. So Dave Ellswick Show back at 9 o'clock. into the final hour of a Monday. As you know, my uh, my way of handling Tuesdays, or, uh, especially Election Tuesdays, are uh, very uh, transparent. I don't have any I don't have anybody on on Tuesday who's running for office. Don't do it. But I do on Monday. <laughs> and Blue Keller's here. I want him to come on one more time and talk to you about what he wants to do with the the sheriff's department here in in uh, Pulaski County, because I think he, uh, I think he's run a good campaign. I think that he's touched on the major issues that we have here in the county, and I wanted to talk to him one last time about it. And so let's let's do that. Uh, let's start off blue by talking about you've been running this campaign for months now. What have you gotten out of it? Not well, what have, have the voters gotten out of it, what have you gotten out of it? Excellent question, and uh, thank you for having me on again. Yeah. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, here's the thing. We started, <clears throat> you know, uh, back, uh, we first started talking about it back in December, and we finally threw in about the middle of, about the middle of February. And so we're, we're grass, grassroots. Um, you know, I, we paid two people. Um, in the same job, one was in and then had to leave, and the other one came in, and um, and not very much, by the way. So everything that we've done has been done with volunteers, all right? Grassroots, and grassroots, you know, all the way. Uh, they, the grassroots came to us, and we were, we responding to them, and we just met wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people that we never would have met. Um, my wife. Uh, knows just about every road in the county um when you know somebody wants a sign they they send us a a text uh, they give us a call we take the signs to them you know we don't we don't put signs up without asking permission and so we get to talk to a lot of people we get to talk to a lot of people uh hilariously uh we had one here not too long ago and i knocked on the door and a gentleman answered the door and i said sir my name's blue keller and i understand you want to sign he goes looks at me and he goes no i said well i'm I'm sorry, sir. I, you know, I. They sent me to you. I, I, got, you know, I got, I got this off a, of, off a of text, and he said, "Well, 
I didn't ask for it. Back in the back, I, I heard uh, a lady's voice go, "Oh yeah, you did. You just don't know it yet." <laughs> so now you know. So there's been there's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been tough, uh, long hours, long days, uh, but the people, you know, the people reached out to us. We know what the people need. We know what the people want. I think by virtue of getting out there with them uh, and having them feel like they have a voice and can exercise that voice, we'll better serve them when we get in office. How many people came to you that were former law enforcement or former jail workers and said, please, Blue, you've got to come and run? A bunch. A, a bunch. Uh, I've, I've said throughout the campaign that as far as just in numbers, just in numbers, um, people that have called on the enforcement side, we could have enforcement 100% in just a couple of months. Mm-hmm. You know, if, just because somebody calls in doesn't mean that, you know, we'd, we'd go back with them. Right. Because you have to look at why they left and what they've done since they left. And then they have to go through a little bit of a, no pun, or pun intended, re-bluing, you know. To, re-bluing, to I like that. To get up uh, on, on the, uh, uh, the policies and things since they left. Uh, over in the jail, uh, there have been a number, I would say, in the jail, probably somewhere between 19 and 25, uh, that have said that they would, they'd like to come back, um, but they're just not going to do it under the conditions that exist right now. And again, you know, hey, we'll look at them. Uh, matter of fact, we, uh, we were campaigning this weekend, and we had a, a, a couple guys said, hey, look, I want to be in the jail. I, I don't really want to be out on the street. I want I want to be in the jail, and then after I've learned and 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 I know the processing of the jail, then I'd like to ask about going to the other side. So there's been a lot of them. The the people are unhappy. The the deputies are unhappy. Um, but we want to do something about that. And I believe that you know, the people will they will work under difficult conditions if they can see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not the proverbial train. Yeah. And so if they know that that their administration, if they know that their leaders are concerned about them personally and professionally and 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 that they're working toward and you got to keep them informed. There's got to be, you know, communication taking place on a daily basis. Uh, and if and you start knocking out those, you know, you, you got your short term, your midterm, and your long term priorities, and, and you tell them what they are, and they see you working on that prioritized list, they'll put up with stuff. They will they will work hard, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you say you're going to do. All right. So what's the first thing that you're going to do if you become sheriff of Pulaski County? Well, the, the very first thing is I'm going to reach back out to those folks that said they're coming, and I'm going to say, all right, you know, put it up. You said you were coming. Let me have your applications. Uh, we've got to get the manpower to be able to make the changes. Um, we've talked about our recruiting plan. We've talked about recruiting out of the communities. We've talked about recu- recruiting out of the National Guard here with, I believe it's the 213th uh, Military Police Battalion over here. You know, that's that's what they do on the, on the military side. Yeah, you just got to show them what to do on the you know, civilian side. Civilian side. Get them certified by the state, and and then we give them we give them a job, and then boy, that's just that's perfect. 
um, we've got recruiters in, in the college. Uh, we want to go out there and explain to them that, hey, you, you're majoring in, in uh, criminology or criminal justice or whatever. Come on down. We, we got a place for you. And so the first, the very first thing that we got to do is we got to get our, our manpower uh, back up, and we believe that we can do that. Um, we believe that the, the way that we're going to we're going to organize and the mindset that we're going to put in. I mean, for example, if you've got if, if if it's taking you anywhere from an hour and a half to three to four hours to book somebody into the jail, and somebody says, "Well, it's because we don't have the people," well, you you may not have the deputies, but you got sergeants, you got lieutenants, you got captains, you, you got yourself. a major. You roll up your sleeves and you go over there and say, "Hey, let's get her done." And um, and not only that, but that sends a message to the inmates. If they see that the it, that that the brass is willing to come out and do it, I think they're going to be a little bit less inclined to do things against the 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 deputies because they know that there's a there's a new rule that we're playing by a new sheriff in town there you go that's <laughs> just the way it works all right blue keller's going to be with us for the hour uh it's dave ellswick show we're going to talk more with him as we continue don't forget voting is underway today tomorrow is election day if you haven't voted by tomorrow you need to get out and cast your vote because if you don't shut your mouth you don't get to complain as far as I'm concerned. You know, Pat Davis, your health plan man uh, firm, has a powerful team. they got Pat for you. they got his son. they got his son-in-law. And they got other people that are just going to treat you better when it comes to your uh, insurance for health. Uh, they custom build health plans with uh, you in mind. And you're the important cog in all of this. You are. So uh, no government-controlled subsidies are needed uh, that are crazy, going to be ultimately uh, gotten uh, rid of. Private health plans that pay you to go to the doctor. Let me say it again. They pay you to go to the doctor and are available all year round. And middlemen, not the way it is with uh, Pat Davis. So you don't have to worry about somebody literally taking money that should come to you and make sure it ends up in their coffers. You need to call your health plan man. You need to do it today and talk to uh, the folks uh, at, uh, you know, your your health plan man and, and get this worked out for yourself and save, you know, maybe thousands of dollars a year. Uh, give the your health plan man team a call. Give them a chance. Let them show you how they can help you and how they can stop, uh, you know, you getting ripped off uh, by the health care system. Call or text them. They take texts as well. Call or text them at 501-605-6935. Again, call or text 501-605-6935. That's your healthplanman.com. Don't forget, tomorrow night, I'll be on live along with uh, a lot of other very uh, astute people when it comes to politics talking about uh, the local elections and what's going on. I hope to be uh, saying that, you know, Blue Keller is going to be the new sheriff of Pulaski County. I'm hoping that we'll be calling for a brand new mayor in the city of Little Rock because this mayor has not proven that he is worthy 
of uh, you know being the man in charge because he's not at all transparent. Neither is the sheriff. Uh, and there's a lot of question marks all of you should have about why you would recast uh, your vote for them. 20 minutes after 9, Blue Keller is here in the studio with me, Dave Ellswick Show. Let's, uh, let's talk about what you want to do. You, let's bring the manpower up into jail. Bring the manpower up so that you've got, plenty, you've got all the cars that you're supposed to have out on the streets in Pulaski County. Uh, I mean, Little Rock is part of Pulaski County. If if you can get your men up to complete hundred uh, uh, percent, people uh, in the in the places they need to be, can you help bring down the the crime rate in this this city? I believe we can. Okay. Uh, you know, we've used the we've used the uh, the example. If you're sitting in your if you're sitting in your easy chair watching Monday Night Football. And you look across the street, and you see your neighbor's house on fire. Or are you just going to say, "Well, that's on the other side of the street, and I'm going to sit right back here and pop another top and that watch some more football"? It. Let them handle it. Uh, we don't see it that way. We believe that once we get back up to manpower, and this is very, very, very important to the citizenry. Okay, this is we're talking about health and safety. We're talking about security here that's the, the number one that's the number one thing that you should be doing that is correct that is correct and and we believe that we owe it to the citizens to operate in conjunction with the police departments in the county throughout the county okay um, we need to share intelligence we need to do some training together we need to do some operations together. Uh, you know, we need to saturate areas of high crime with law enforcement. You know, is it Newton's law that talks about things migrating from a region of higher concentration to a region of lower concentration? Yeah. So <clears throat> if, if criminals think that they're going to be able uh, to scoot, shoot, and communicate in Little Rock with impunity, that's where they're going to be. If you run them out of Little Rock, they're going to go somewhere else. We need to run them out of the county. They need to know that if they commit a crime, uh, just because they flee, we're not going to stop unless there is a uh, a threat to the citizens because of the number of people on the road, the traffic density, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you can't outrun Motorola, okay, and license plate numbers. Some of them are registered. Some of them registered correctly. We are going to be proactive in making contact with bad folks. And by getting your manpower back up there, you can do that. You can have uh, as many cars as you need. As a matter of fact, you know, you've got the, you've got the six precincts. Some of them have been operating without a deputy sometimes. Some of them have had one deputy. Just think what happens if you've got the full complement of deputies out there. How and, many should you have? Well, you know, on, on any given day, as a minimum, you should have four in each sector. Each precinct. E- each precinct. Okay. Okay, in my opinion. And, and we're going to, you know, we're going to work to do that. 5.30 in the morning to 5.30 in the night, you've got at least two cars. 5.30 at night to 5.30 in the morning, you've got at least two cars. There's other ways to do it where you, where you, where you overlap them. 
Uh, and you know that may be what you want. You don't ever want 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 the criminals to know exactly what you're doing and how oh, you're sure. doing it. Okay, so you you go out there and you may put you may just leave one deputy to take calls in 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 four or five of the precincts and then saturate that other precinct with police cars because you've been you've got the intel that says bad folks are going to be doing bad things over here or you've got the you've got the citizens coming to you and saying we want to help you out we want to work with you we will identify a house we'll identify a car that shouldn't be out here Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have got to become proactive. And without manpower, you can't do it. With manpower, you can do it. We intend to do it. So if you're elected uh, sheriff tomorrow night, when would you take over as sheriff? Uh, we would not be able to take over until after the first of the year okay. when, when they do the swearing in. However, um, we will be able uh, real quickly to put a transition team in. Um, we have picked our people that will be part of that transition team. And uh, then we're going to just have to sit down uh, with the, the folks that make the decisions and look at how fast we can start uh, getting ideas and plans that will no later than that first week in January be put into effect. Okay, so when uh, when you win to be, become sheriff of uh, Pulaski County, you're going to call the police chief of Little Rock and other uh, police chiefs around the Pulaski County area and say, I'm on your side. I'll do everything I can to help you. No, sir, I'm not going to call them. I'm going to go knock on the door. Oh, you're going to see them. I'm going to go sit down with them. Now, I've already sat down with a number of them and talked, you know, and, and just – uh, what ifs, um, but you know, as, as talking as a as a candidate doesn't have near about the the weight as talking of the sheriff elect. Mm-hmm. So uh, during the next two months, uh, we'll definitely be going, and I will be going and seeing them and say, how can we in the county help you? How can we work together? How can we share information? How can we train? You know, in theory, there's nothing that we can't do. We just got to decide what we want to do and the priority and, and, and how we want to do it. Yeah. Well, you need to do things that are affecting the county along with the city or whatever. I mean, whether it's drugs, whether it's shootings, what whatever it might be, you know, you guys can double up your your uh, ability to protect if you work together. I, I don't think you can separate these things. You know, if you've got if you've got drugs, you're going to have weapons. If you've got drugs and weapons, you're going to have violence. You've got drugs, weapons, gangs, violence, drugs, weapons, gangs, cartels. You know, you got the you got the whole spectrum out there, and and so you have to you have to identify the threat. The threat will base the mission. The mission will base the budget. Budget will base the manpower and equipment. Uh, we've said that all along, and so um, um, there's nothing that we cannot do if we do it together. All right. So the mayor has said, "Hey, look, uh, the killings that are going on. Uh, yeah, we've we've busted 93 under since 1993. We've set a new a new record. Understand that." Uh, you know, these are not gangs that are shooting people. These are people shooting people that they know and, and whatever. Have you ever gone knock on a door of a victim and said, well, I just wanted to let you know it wasn't a gang member that shot your family member? 
that that wasn't who did it uh i've never done that personally i have knocked on the door and informed uh a family that their that their son had just been killed um do you think they care it was a gang member i don't think it makes a difference to the they're person dead, right they're dead you know and uh uh, there's no way to there's no way to sugarcoat it. There's um, it, it shouldn't happen, you know. Uh, seventy two, seventy three deaths. Uh, that, that that's bad. But one was bad. Mm-hmm. Two was worse. Three, you're already into the in into criticality. Um, we have got to assist people in valuing life. Uh, again, um, you know, I could we, we could sit here and talk about well whether it's you know whether it's TV, whether it's video games, whether it's <clears throat> you know uh, broken families or, or, or whatever, um, and all of those things are extremely important. But the mission of the Pulaski County Sheriff is to run a constitutional jail, serve court papers and patrol the unincorporated area those are the implied missions and i'm sorry those are the specified missions the implied missions then are working with the other pds working with the, the police departments um, doing uh programs that may keep kids off the street you know we believe that it's much better uh to educate and motivate than it is to incarcerate then that makes sense. We'll come back. We got Blue Keller until the top of the hour. We got to get some news for you. We'll come back and talk further with him here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I want to talk to him a little bit about gun laws when we come back and um, might talk to him a little bit during the break about that as well on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, heading up to the 10 o'clock hour, and that's how long Blue Keller is going to be on with me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He's running for sheriff at Pulaski County. Uh, Some of you have already voted. If you haven't voted, I think that you should throw your vote behind Blue Keller, to be honest with you. Let's talk about something that you said during the break, and I bet you it looked like my jaw hit the floor. And you made the statement that if a criminal commits two violent acts basically in a row uh they're supposed to stay they're supposed to serve their penalty a hundred percent but that's not what's happening well what i said was that uh about two i think it was about two weeks ago um the uh, department of corrections said that they had been um misinterpreting the law and they've let out people that shouldn't have got out and and people have gotten out earlier than they should have gotten out okay uh, you know they got out legally legitimately at the time but they they found out that if they commit two violent crimes then the second one they have to serve 100 percent of the sentence okay as i understand it all right and i believe that there was something like 300 and 93 or so cases that they had determined that they were going to have to go back and look at. And they determined that on the average, that meant that that people that were serving time uh, that fell under uh, this type of situation would end up having to to stay nine and a half more years longer than what they originally thought. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was two folks that they had already released that they were going to have to go 
people find them and find them. So uh, you know, um, we will we'll have a new prosecutor. Um, we. We've talked, and we're going to sit down later uh, in this week, depending on the on the results of tomorrow night's festivities, mm-hmm. and um, and and talk about ways and means that we work together. We understand what he's going to be looking for. Uh, he understands how how we do business, and anything in between that we need to to, to work on, so it's smoother. Um, we intend to do it. Yeah. Bottom line is. You want to give them whatever they need to be able to put people away for as long as they can. Exactly. This makes sense to me. It definitely Vi- makes sense to me. Violent felons need to come off the street. Yeah. Now, for that to happen, you got to have room for them in the county jail. you got to be able to have the necessary people staffing your jail so that you can do that. That is correct. So everybody that's convicted of a crime is not a violent crime. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's convicted of a crime doesn't need to go to jail for 20 years. Matter of fact, you know, we want to look at, at some alternative sentencing. Uh, we're we're going to ask that we be able to consider that. Uh, <clears throat> we want to look at weekend jail. We want to look at electronic monitoring. So we want to make space in the jail for the hardcore criminals. Those others... We want them to be able to keep their job. So, you know, they they come check into the jail Friday night. They work Saturday, Sunday. Um, Sunday night they go back home. Monday they're back at work. Others, we put ankle monitors on them. They pay for them themselves. It's no cost to us. You know, if we're paying $64, $67 uh, a day, uh, but we can – not have to pay sixty four, sixty seven dollars a day, and let them pay for their electronic monitoring. Win win. Um, so there's ways and means that we can do things smarter. We believe as, a, as sheriff of Pulaski County, uh, if uh, being elected, you're going to move over and talk to uh, state reps, state senators, and talk about more beds to put the bad guys in, so you have beds to put the bad guys in in the county jail well i believe that they uh i believe they've already started looking for state uh another location for uh, a new state prison um and you know ideally sure if we can get into a conversation we'd talk about that but you know my main mission will be working with what we've got and figuring out ways and means to make sure that we've got the bed space that we need <clears throat> for those folks that, that that are sent to us for an extended period of time. Yeah, that's kind of macroeconomics. You're in the microeconomics because you're working specifically here at the jail in Pulaski County and how to make it better and how to how to make sure that you're you're abiding by the law. Well, you know, there's there's uh, jail standards. Uh, you know. Uh, I understand that jail standards went into the county, I guess it was last week. I don't know any of those results yet. Um, but there's standards by which the jail must be maintained. Uh, so, you know, we've got to go in there and we've got to look at what we've got. Uh, we've got to make sure that we're not running two jails in one. Anybody that goes to jail is under the same task condition and standard within the jail. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got to have 
programmed maintenance. Uh, we've got to look at every aspect of the jail, from the generators to the control boards to the to the doors to the locks to the sally port to just to the the cleanliness of the jail. Uh, how many times a week a a uniform gets gets uh, laundered uh, to the food? We got some real questions about the um, the contract for the. Uh, uh, the food uh, that they're being fed and the people that are that are providing that. Uh, there's a lot of questions. There's a finite amount of money, and so we've got to squeeze every penny to make sure that we are getting um, the best bang for the buck, if you will, so that we're taking care of those inmates and taking care of those deputies that work there with them bottom line a lot more going on than what meets the eye for you know the average citizen about what happens in that jail correct oh absolutely absolutely and you know there's 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 policies and procedures in place that are designed to enhance the safety of both the inmate and the deputies that are in there um to from the time, you know, that people are trying to in-process somebody into the jail. It shouldn't take people being away from, from their assigned sector three to three hours or more. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody shouldn't be taken to the hospital. All of these things cost, not just us, but they, they cost the police departments and, and the municipalities. Um, the the bails bondsmen, they've got to be able to get in and, and, and get out. They've got to be able to get people in and out. Why do we want people spending an extra four hours in the jail and trying to tell you know uh, one of the municipalities that they, they owe money for this person staying there when it is not their fault that the the person's there, that they should have already been up and gone. I'd much rather you had them behind bars and back out on the street to get the bad guys. Exactly. Exactly. We need deputies to be in their precincts. We need to be cutting, uh, making sure that the the officers that come from the PDs spend as minimal time as possible. You know, our 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 goal is going to be thirty to forty five minutes max. You know, and like I said earlier, if it means putting more people down there, we put more people down there. If it means putting them in a holding cell and then and you know clearing the the officer to get back out on the street, and then we deal with them as they came in. You know, so there's ways and means that things can be to us that seem like commonsensical things that can be done to improve the the current situations. All right. We got another segment with Blue Keller. Again, the election is going on right now. You can vote today. You can vote tomorrow. You don't vote for uh, tomorrow. You don't get to vote again for another couple of years. So keep that in mind. It's 945, a break, and then we'll finish it up with Blue Keller here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, let's finish up a a 9 o'clock hour for Monday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good interview with uh, Blue Keller. He's he's shooting you straight. He's telling you exactly what he wants uh, to do. And he, I'm going to tell you what he what he just told me during the break. He looked at me. He said, "Dave, if I don't do what I've said I'm going to do, and I'll come on monthly and I'll answer questions from the listeners." He said, uh, "I'll you know you call me out. You call me on the carpet on the air. You know, and don't worry, I will." <laughs> I will. But you know, yeah, I'm I'm uh, what I'm hearing is exactly what I think needs to be done. 
here in in uh, in the in the county. Just like when I've had Steve on, I'm hearing what exactly needs to be done, and and you know he's he's saying a lot of things that I've said over the years, and that is simply, you know, I don't want to hear uh, a mayor or uh, the the JPs or the county judge come out and say, you know, we're going to raise uh, taxes to be able to do all this. Look, the number one goal, the number one thing you have to do as a mayor or as a judge or as a quorum court is to protect the citizenry. You talk to, and if it happens to be Blue Keller, he's going to tell you how much it takes. Give him the money he needs to do the job. And then figure out where you're going to put the rest of the money. That's the way you do your your budget at home. I mean, you figure out how you pay your house bill, how you're going to pay the food bill, how you're going to pay the, you know, the, the, the electricity and all that. Then if you got something left over, you put it to the side and maybe we're going to go to Universal City, you know. But you don't go to Universal City and then say, hey, give me a raise because I need more money to, to take care of the main things I'm supposed to be taking care of. It just doesn't make sense to me. But with that said... I know you want to talk about the people who have been working on your campaign. And uh, I'll give you a few moments to talk directly to them. You know, I I cannot say enough uh, good things about the folks that have have worked the campaign. You know, and and it's just, you know, uh, you and Joe called me one day and asked me to come in and sit with y'all. And we've been together three or four times now. Yep. We we really appreciate that. As I was saying, you know, we can have open, honest discourse, and there's there's nothing that's off the record. Um, so that was good. Uh, your competitor, I, I'm still going to say, you know, Brad Schmidt. He same thing. Yep. He he gives us on on the other side in the afternoon, and and uh, we can speak about things that we all know to be the truth. Um, as we have have worked, uh, different people, um, you know, you you can't run a, a campaign without money. Um, I think that we've we're we're pretty close to, to ninety thousand dollars for a grassroots operation. I don't think that's too bad. No, nope. um, we were told early on if you didn't have a, a million to a million and a half, don't waste your time. And you're kidding me. No, uh, I was told that. But hey, for a it, sheriff's race, that's what I was told. Holy but, cow! You know the the point is, we have we have embraced a lot of people. A lot of people have have embraced us, and. Um, you know, it it you can't do it without the people. You know, we say all the time. Uh, you know, it, it's not about the politics when it comes down to a sheriff's race. It's about the people uh, because you're going to have uh, people that are unaffected. You're going to have victims. Uh, you're going to have people that make mistakes, and then you're going to have bad guys all together. So you got to be able to to get in there and and and, and wheel and deal with all of them. Um, but I I want to just publicly thank. Um, all the people that have supported us financially, that have supported us working, that are supporting us sitting at polls, uh, even out here, uh, be out here this morning in the rain and a couple Saturdays ago in the rain. Um, uh, old Alvy from Alvy News, I don't know if you know him. I but, don't. But you, you ought to check him out. He's, he's, he's a good dude, uh, and he, he talks straight. Um, uh, so, <clears throat> you know, Everybody has come together 
everybody's worked. There's there's been no complaining. Uh, it's all what can we do to help? What can we do to help? What can we do to help? It's time for a change. We need that change. And this is let go go right back to this is important because these are the people who are stepping up to help us bring safety and security back to our county. It is important. These people are important. Those deputies that you see driving up and down the streets are important. Lots of them have come up to us. They can't. But when you're standing on the street corner and, and Waving they, a sign. they hit the siren and, you know, they flash the blue lights mm-hmm. and, and you know that they won't help. And so this is important to the to the citizenry, and it's also important that the citizenry knows how hard our team has worked and how hard we plan to, to, to work in the future. Fantastic. All right. Well, let me ask just a general question here instead of specific just to here to uh, Little Rock and Pulaski County. And then, you know, over the last few years, the people in blue, the people who are the front line against the people who are wanting to not play nice in society, have been denigrated. They've been called names. They've had money taken away from them. Have Because things are getting so bad across not only central Arkansas, but all across America, do you think it's about burned itself out now, or do you think that we still got a lot of people that we got to get them out of the the political realm so they can't be doing this stuff i think that that um it doesn't matter how much or how little we do um you're going to please some of the people and you're not going to please other members of, of of the communities um what we have to do is we have to show them by our actions not our words that we care about them and that, you know, the the guys and the gals in the blue or the khaki, you know, whichever, they have taken an oath. They have sworn to protect and defend, and they're out there doing it. And I think that speaks reams. You know, uh, they're, they're not the highest paid people. They're not the most appreciated people. Um, but they've got families. Their fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, and they're out there doing what needs to be done to take care and provide that safety and security that we've been talking about. And so it, it really, it, it's going to go whichever way it's going to go. Our job, you know, yours and mine, is to ensure that the truth is out there. The truth is always going to set you free. The truth is out there. No matter what the conditions, no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the incident, tell the truth. Go back to work. Take care of the person to the right and left of you. And, and um, you know, just do what's right. All right. We've got two minutes left. Let you make your final, your final uh, statement to the voters that are listening right now and uh, about them going to the poll today and tomorrow. Folks, it is very, very, very important that you exercise your constitutional right to vote. Uh, When it comes down to it, if you don't vote, you don't have a dog in the fight. And you want 
to have that dog in the fight. You want to be able to call me as the sheriff and say, hey, I got a problem over here. Uh, we don't like what's taking place over here. Where are you spending my money? Why are you spending my money? How are you spending my money? Um, you know, we are in this together. We're in this together. And the only way that we are going to come out on top is if we work together and trust each other, hold each other accountable, um, but do what's right. Tell the truth. And that needs to be that needs to be our marching orders. All right. Blue Keller, it's been a I got to just tell you, it's been a pleasure having you on several times during this campaign and uh, listening to what you have to say, because I can say this. You're transparent. You're saying what you want to do, and you're going to do what you're saying. To that, I can assure you. All right. We appreciate you. Thank you Thank you so much for coming in today, spending an hour with us. You could have been out, you know, waving a sign or something instead of being here in the in the studio. But I appreciate you. I'll stay dry for just a little while longer. (laughs) But I'll be out there so they can come on see me downtown. All right. We appreciate you. Thank you very much for doing this for us today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, coming up tomorrow, we'll get started at 6 a.m. Simone will be here. Uh, Big announcement is I'm going to be speaking uh, to the Pulaski County women on Thursday. I want to talk a little bit about that and talking about the, the results of the election. That's coming up. We'll tell you exactly where that's going to be. You can uh, be there for that luncheon. We hope that you'll come over. And then uh, we're going to have the Bible guys on tomorrow. We'll talk to them as well. And uh, it's going to be a good day tomorrow. It's going to be uh, Election Day. It's always a good day on Election Day. I'm Dave Ellswick. Have a great afternoon. I'll see you again 6 a.m.